Dogs on social media is an epidemic. We have to stop giving dogs social media accounts. They're wasting their lives. They're not doing productive things. They're not going to work anymore. They're just scrolling on their news feed for hours upon hours. Clearly, that's not what I'm going to talk about today, but we are going to talk about social media and the effects it has in the dog training world, whether it's good, bad, and my thoughts on it. Thank you for joining me. I am Michael Aceta, the owner of Matador Canine Brilliance, the host of the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. Before I jump into social media and dogs and the chaotic craziness of that, I want to let you know that I still have spots available for our six-week coaching if you're interested and tired of your dog not responding to you when you're out for a walk, you're absolutely frustrated, you can't even take your dog for a walk now that it's nice and the weather's getting beautiful. If you're sick and tired of that, head over to training.matadorcanine.com slash coaching. It's training.matadorcanine.com slash coaching. You can also go on any of our social media accounts and click on the link in the bio. All right, so dogs on social media. Now, I'm clearly not talking about dogs with social media accounts. I think they're fun, I think they're very creative, and the dog has nothing to do with it. It's the person who controls the account who does things with that account, okay? Dogs don't have opposable thumbs. I think we can all just understand that. So I'm not talking about dogs on social media, but I'm talking about social media when it relates to dog content, dog information, or should I say dog misinformation sometimes. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. And so first I want to talk about the good. I always think you should focus on the good. I'm a more of a, a half glass full kind of guy. Not just that there's a glass, not that there's just water in it, although that is scientifically accurate. I do think that, that sometimes I am more of a glass half full kind of guy. So let's talk about the positives of social media and dog training content or dog content in general. We can spread new ideas. We can have conversations with people. I have talked with people all over the world and have learned things that I never would have been able to do. One, because I don't know those people and their experiences and their life. The dogs that they have met and worked with, I don't know them. Yes, I've worked with thousands of dogs. But if I could work with hundreds of thousands, millions of dogs and taking all this information, I'm going to be greedy about it. I'm not going to lie. When I was in college, my professor said you have to be greedy with information. If someone's talking about information, you better be listening. If there's going to be a conference, you better go. One of my professors, actually, I'll tell you a quick story. I won't tell you which professor it is. But one of my professors was a young dog trainer, very, very young. And he went to Germany to do some kind of event, some kind of conference. He really wanted to be involved in it. But he didn't have a ticket. He didn't have a way in. He didn't know anybody there. But he went anyway because he wanted the information. He wanted all of the knowledge that he could get. And he knew that this was one of the best ways to do it, not only for networking, 
but to see dogs that he never saw in the States. So he had to go to Germany. So he goes to Germany, and he says he's going to figure it out when he gets there. He gets there, and he's still trying to figure it out. He doesn't have any money. He can't pay for a ticket. He goes up to the guy, and he just starts talking to him. He's you know engaging in conversation, trying to network, trying to figure out if there's anything he could do. I think he even calls his mom at one point and asks if she can send the money over. Can't do it. Somehow in conversation, they find a connection. Turns out my professor, the, the university he went to and got his doctorate at, this gentleman also went to. Now they're alumni buddies. And the school that they went to, which I won't say, the school that they went to is a very prestigious college, university. And so, of course, oh, you went there. Come on in. We trust you. We like you. They didn't charge him for a ticket. They showed and introduced him into everybody. He got to meet as many people as possible. He got to learn. He got to give a little bit of his own ideas and thoughts. And they were baffled because he is a doctor in genetics. If you know who I'm talking about, you're welcome. That's your clue for the day, doctor in genetics. So he was actually able to make these huge connections simply because he went forth and wanted that knowledge so bad he was going to figure it out one way or another. He, he was going to get into this conference one way or another. And thankfully, it was through networking and the, someone with the kindness of their heart that they could have a same connection from their university. And he was able to explore that. So that's amazing. If I, on social media, wanted to learn from someone in Germany, I absolutely could. If I wanted to learn from somebody in Canada, I could. If I wanted to do a live stream and have open thoughts presented, I could do that. I can get all this information for myself. But I can also spread a lot of information. I can put so much out there so that you guys can see it. So that you guys can be improved upon your relationships. So that you can grow and have the knowledge necessary to have effective training that doesn't take months and months and months. If you're not following me on social media at this point, please do. Matador K9. It's Matador K9. It's C-A-N-I-N-E. Not the K and then the number nine. I tried to steer away from that because every single dog account, <laughs> it seems, has a K and a nine in it. So Matador K9. But I can spread my ideas to you guys. I can get my ideas out there. The thoughts and the experiences I've had, I can share with you because you guys haven't had the same experiences I've had. So it's a wonderful place for us to spread ideas. Not only good ideas, but also bad ideas. Right? Training your dog is difficult. There are ups and downs. If you have the right skills, if you have the right techniques, there's a lot more ups than there are downs. However, same thing goes with social media. Although it can be an absolutely wonderful place to spread ideas, learn new things, learn how to do new things, new skills, new practices, new games, if you will. Right? You, you might know how to do something and you do it consistently over and over. Or you, you learned one way from someone on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. But now you see a new way and you go, wow, I wish I knew that one earlier. Because that game resonates with me a lot more. Or it would have been easier in my living situation to do that than it would have done the first one. That's one of my favorite things when I'm working with clients. 
because of the amount of dogs and the experience I have, if something's not working, we have other avenues. There's other things that I can put on the table and say, yeah, we could try this. Oh, that doesn't work for your living situation? Okay, we could try this. Oh, that doesn't work because we only have two people? Okay, we can try this. So there's multiple different streams of training that we can go down. And because I have that experience, I know a lot of different ways, but I can always learn more. So for you guys, I recommend following multiple dog training accounts. Get these little ideas from all over the place. Sometimes I don't even follow a dog account and get an idea. I follow a random person and get an idea. Someone who plays the piano and I go, oh, you know, that, that analogy might help somebody. Whatever that analogy might be. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I talk about analogies all the time. And I actually bring up the piano quite frequently. So let's shift gears into the bad now. So even though there's good, there's going to be bad. And you have to be able to spot the bad and recognize that, okay, this might not be the best use of information or the best use of their skills and situation. How do we determine that? How do you look at something and go, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. One of the big ways is if you have a certain level of rules, okay, So a lot of people will have Lima, least intrusive, minimally evasive. If you have a set rule, okay, I'm following Lima, then 60 to 50% of social media you're not going to use simply because the tools and resources that they use do not follow Lima. What do I mean by that? Prong collars, e-collars, choke collars, some other terribly advanced things like flanking, which is where they would pinch. This is a very old school technique. They would pinch the flank of the dog. And if you don't know what the flank is, it's the excess skin between the belly and the thigh. They would pinch that to cause aggression, pain-induced aggression, and then they would reward it for aggressive tendencies, whatever you wanted. So if you were doing protection or you're doing sport work, they would get the dog to become aggressive and then they would reward it. How would they reward it? They would just remove the pain. The dog goes, oh, barking and snapping at somebody because something hurts is a great way to get them to stop hurting me. So if you saw that on the internet, and you said, oh, wow, I could get my dog to to freak out like that. That's a terrible way to do it. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a terrible way to do it. And there are much easier, more humane ways to get your dog to bark and bite somebody without really true aggression, right? There's multiple different forms of aggression. And when you come down to teaching protection and sport work, you want learned aggression. That's aggression that is on control. It's on command. It's in stimulus control. I tell my dog to react, they react. I tell them to calm down, they calm down. At that point, it's really not aggression, aggression anymore. They're not biting and fighting because they want to kill something or because they think they need more space. They're biting simply because you told them to bite. There's nothing else above it. They just go, oh, dad told me to bite and I'm going to get a reward if I do. Let me go bite him. The other part about social media that I I necessarily don't like. Oh, well, I'll wait for that for my thoughts. (laughs) Let's continue talking about some of the bad things because we've got a, a little while for the good things. The bad things. The misinformation is huge. And unfortunately, if you're on one side of social media you will see a lot of misinformation that all goes together. So you get this false sense of 
unity, almost a, a hive complex where everyone around you is doing the same thing, so you end up doing the same thing. Whether that's right or wrong, you could be on the other side as well, right? You could be on the side where everyone wants to use treats and toys and you can never punish a dog ever and there's nothing you can do about it and you just got to wait and you just got to manage all the situations and it's just about giving them something to do so you can distract them for their entire life. If you go over there and you're not getting the information that you need, let's say your dog is insanely reactive and they're saying, okay, all you got to do is just have treats with you. Just keep giving your dog treats, keep giving your dog treats, keep giving your dog treats. But you don't have the timing. You don't have a conditioned reinforcer or a marker to be able to mark the exact moment they decide not to react at the other dog. If you don't know how to manage the situation, if you don't know what a preference test is, if you don't know all of these things, yeah, you're not going to get the results that you want. You're missing a lot, a lot from just that little piece. And if you're on the other side where, oh, we're just going to correct the dog every time they react, you're missing a lot from that piece. This is where balance trainers started to exist. But even they are missing things from the right side and they're missing things from the left side. They're missing things, and I don't mean political. I'm just saying we could say balanced. We could say compulsive. We could say purely positive. Whatever you want to say. We're missing pieces if we are not looking at everything. I have had the fortunate ability to watch everything and dissect it from a scientific standpoint. Saying, okay, is this actually useful in a given situation or not? Is there a different way to do it that I would find more effective? Yes, no, right? If no, could I find one? Do I just need to do more research? Do I need to learn more? If no, there's no possible way you could do this more effective, okay, then that's going to be considered my tools until I have to change it because I've learned something new. Okay, so my thoughts on the matter. Social media. Should dog trainers be on social media? Absolutely. Why? Because that's where a majority of dog owners are. Dog trainers used to go to conventions and to dog parks. And we would talk with dog owners, get their knowledge and experience, understand their problems and struggles, and we would come up with solutions for them. Dog trainers are problem solvers. We are problem solvers. The new convention and dog park is social media. Social media is the place where everybody goes to be entertained, to get a little bit of knowledge, to get life hacks. And if dog trainers that are educated and responsible and have years of experience, not just in years, but good experience, because you could have 30 years of terrible experience and give terrible advice, but good experience that shows reliable and good results that follows a set of morals like Lima, right? You're not just abusing dogs to get to the end and justifying it. But are you actually taking into consideration the science of how that dog learns? If a dog trainer is doing that, I think they should have the full support of the following, the likes, and all that. But that's not up to me. That's up to being the the individual scrolling through social media. If you like something, you should positively reinforce it. If you like my content, if you like someone else's content, if you think what they do is a wonderful testament to dog training, if you think what they do is a push in the right direction, you should reward it. If you want to see more dog trainers change the industry, we have to reward those who are changing it. 
I think that is a wonderful, wonderful quote. I say it all the time. If you want to have a change in the industry, you have to reward those who are changing it. So all of the individuals you see on social media, that you like what they do, follow them. Like it. That's positively reinforcing to them. Leave a comment. Ask a question. Please ask me questions on my social media. I would love to answer your questions, especially on here. I'll go in more depth on here, but I'll absolutely answer it on social media. Whatever questions you have, I'll answer. Listen, if you're not following me on social media, head over to Matador Canine, Matador Canine on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or Matador Canine Brilliance. And I want to remind you, I have those 15 spots available as of right now, 15 spots, six-week coaching. I'm not sure when I'm going to open this up again. I might change things up in the future, but right now that six-week coaching is available for 15 students, 15 dog owners who are sick and tired of their dogs not listening, especially when they go for walks. Going for walks and your dog explodes at everybody. If you're tired of that, training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. Again, that's training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I always appreciate you taking the time to learn with me. Enjoy a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Thank you.